Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening in once again as we dive further into the world of games. Now, this year alone has been such a crazy year for us as far as playing a bunch of games. We've been playing them like a lot lately. It's kind of weird. It, I mean, we're a gaming podcast, right? So we should be playing a lot of games, but it feels like we're going through them pretty quickly, um, mm-hmm. a lot faster than expected, honestly. And some of the titles that we're playing are very long games and we're getting through them fairly fast, especially in preparation for one of the biggest games being released pretty soon here. Well, hopefully it'll be one of the biggest games out there. Of course, talking about Zelda, uh, by the time this comes out, I mean, we won't have played. No, well, we played a little bit of Zelda, you know, but not officially have played Zelda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's we'll talk about that a little bit later. But what we're going to do is actually go over some of the games that we've been playing, because there's a lot out there and there's a lot of amazing stuff. And we might be revisiting some titles that have been out for a little while that we missed out on. Uh, but that's part of the fun, right? And they're still amazing to us because it's new to us. <laughs> but and, and then also we're going to be discussing some shows that we've been watching maybe some projects that we're working on all that good stuff so this is going to be a nice little update episode a little off the cuff see what happens and see where it goes from here but before well yeah you know what let's just jump right in let's just see what happens do you want to start us off on our little update episode and maybe give us a little one that you've been working on yeah um so since the last episode, I think the last game I had finished was Hollow Knight. And since then, I've, I don't want to say I've been on a short game kick, but after beating Hollow Knight, I beat about five games in the span of a week because they were all like really short, like mm. much shorter than I thought they would be. Um, but so, I, it, like you said, this year for me, I feel like, compared to last year, it started off strong. And it's interesting, because I remember in last month or so, there was a lot of people kind of complaining, saying, there's not enough good games out there, like, we're in a dry season till Zelda, or I think it was, they were like, oh, dry season till like, uh, Star Wars, right? Because a lot of people just play AAA, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But so many things get lost in between. And I'm just like sitting there like, how do these people just not play all kinds of stuff all the time? If it's a money issue, I understand. But if you're like, well, I'm playing Dead Space Remake and now I'm not playing anything till Resident Evil 4, it's kind of like, damn, like it... There's so many good titles being released. Like, God, it almost feels like every week this Mm -hmm. year. Like, there's definitely some titles that are stronger than others. uh, But it's just been nonstop for me. Like, I'll, I try to follow like game releases and I have a list going where it's like, these are the games I want to check out that have come out this year alone. Like, I, I kind of been doing this every year where I'm like making a list of games I want to check out and then I go over them again when I want to actually play another game. 
to mm-hmm. see if it's actually worth my time. And this year has just been like constant. And they, I've enjoyed almost all of them. I feel like, like last year, I definitely played some games that were very, they were okay. I, I, I didn't struggle to beat them, but I just didn't have much interest. And plus, I had a kid last year, so like my time was very. You were a little preoccupied, I would say. Yeah, I, I couldn't really stick with. I couldn't play as many games as I wanted to towards the end of the year. Now that things have kind of settled and I understand like the times and all that kind of stuff, I'm able to kind of jump back in that grind. And uh, I think it's like I think about how. For me, after Zelda, there's nothing till Final Fantasy 16 for me, right? So, and that's the following month, right? I think it's June 22nd or something like that. It's so crazy. And it's two giant games back to back like that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like with the amount of time I can put in a day in a game, I feel like I'll probably be close to finishing Zelda by then. Mm hmm. Never know. There could be a day where I'm like, I'm going to spend eight hours and play it, which is not as often for me anymore unless I stay up and pull an all-nighter. But I'm excited for Zelda. Um, I'm definitely going to the 9 o'clock release. Uh, I miss midnight releases of games back in the day. And now that they do 9 o'clocks, it's, it's a different experience. But I... I weirdly like being around like all oh, these, all these other people that are somewhat like-minded, you know, at least in a hobby, we'll put it that way. And it's just kind of fun to like nerd out with people. Uh, the last time I did this was ooh, kingdom hearts three. And really? No, no. Yeah. That was kind of an interesting crowd. Uh, so I'm excited for this. Like I don't go to them all the time. Cause it, I usually tend not to buy like, I don't know, games that often are big ones. So with this, I was like, I need to, I want to, right? Like Zelda, I can't go wrong. And, you know, it's Nintendo. They never really go on sale either. So might as well buy it now. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. But in the meantime, um, as there's like good three or four games I'm currently playing, I at least want to go over the short ones I beat. And... The first one I beat after Hollow Knight, and I felt like this was the perfect game to go to afterwards because it was the complete opposite in themes and atmosphere. And it was called A Short Hike. Uh, I feel like this was a normal looking game. I loved it. I, uh, it is short, you know, I know people did complain about that a little bit. I think it was, you know, it's only eight bucks and, you know, for me, I think I spent about two, two and a half hours on it, which, you know, that I got my money's worth. It was such a calming experience. And it was, I played it at the end of the day when I was just like needing to unwind. And I felt like this game was just a nice warm blanket mm-hmm. going over me in the nice winter night. Like it, <laughs> I love the graphics. It's got that like kind of fuzzy pixel look to it that just looks really, really good. Uh, it's got calming music, 
you know, the, the humor in it is good. And I mean, it, it tells a good story, you know, it tell it, it, you can interpret it in many ways. For me, it was kind of like, I've been going through a lot of ideas of what I want to do in life recently. And I feel like it's always like kind of an uphill battle or like, uh, you know, a hike. And mm. this game kind of tackled that idea really well. And it, I don't want to say it gave me clarity, but it, it definitely made me feel better about myself. And I was surprised because when I first saw the trailer and heard how short it was, I kind of wrote it off. And I'm not usually one of those kind of people either that writes off short games. But I love this game. And I'm like really surprised like how many positive reviews it has. Like even on Steam, it's got like almost 12,000 reviews overwhelmingly positive like it's a good game like i recommend this game if you need a cozy happy game i'm kind of surprised i mean but it those kind of games are fantastic honestly with just getting you just kind of common spirits right i I feel like there needs to be a, a few more games like that that you can just kind of veg out a little bit or zone it's almost like um getting a meditation app on your phone. It's just a nice yeah. way to just like calm down and all that. Yeah. It looks, it looks great. And yeah, the graphics are pretty interesting, right? Like they, the pixelated ideas there and just the character design is really well done. But I, it's one of those that's always caught my eye. I just haven't played it, but hearing how short it is, it might be just a nice like breath of fresh air before some bigger games. Cause right now I'm playing a very large game. <laughs> like that is, <laughs> taking a lot of time but i'm enjoying every minute of it honestly and uh yeah so i I, right now i'm playing xenoblade 3 a lot nice a lot i haven't played it yet and i've always wanted to i just never picked it up but then nintendo had that deal right 100 bucks and you get two games and i was like well screw it and this i'm gonna pre-order breath of the wild and i'll get that you know save 20 bucks here you go right it's seemed like a no-brainer to me and it's Xenoblade is a fantastic game. I was a little worried after seeing, you know, like how long the game is to beat. Uh, of starting it before Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom comes out, and uh, you know, but I I know I'm actually going to be able to beat it before that game officially releases, which is pretty crazy, actually, because uh, I'm about fifty hours into this thing, and I feel like I just started it last week. I, I just can't put it down. It's such an amazing, amazing game. And the story is just so fantastic. And at first, I was a little bogged down by the menus and the battle system because it's a very strange battle system, to be honest. Uh, it's that uh, you have a party of seven and you only really control one person. You can bounce back and forth between other people, but you really don't have to. What's kind yeah. of fascinating about this is that the AI is pretty smart. Um, when it comes to things like if you have healers and someone gets down, they'll cut their combo right there and go run and try and res you, which is great, you know, and they're healing, they're applying buffs, debuffs the whole time. It's it all that matters really is you setting up their moves and their equipment and what class they have, and then just watch it go, which is pretty great, uh, like an amazing thing. And then you just lead with your character, whoever you want to be. I mean, you can literally be any one of the people in the party, which is pretty cool. Uh, out of the six and it just it's fun it's it's weird it's one of the most in-depth 
RPGs I've played in a while, but at the same time, it feels the most hands off at the, it, it, which is weird. Hmm. So it it's kind of a, like, I don't feel like I'm playing chess and I have to think and strategize that much, which is nice to be honest. I mean, there are some fights that get a little tricky, but the, whenever, if you do lose a fight, it just asks, Hey, do you want to retry that battle? And then boom, it hops you back in. But the nice thing is that it does put you back in the menu so you can change your class, change your equipment. If you feel like you need to add more healers or whatever it may be to try and tackle it again, or maybe the hero like companion that you have with you just isn't sinking or making sense for this one. Maybe you need defender or something like that. You can swap them out on the fly and then retry the battle right then and there, which is really cool. And a, a lot of the stuff though, I will say like, I wish I could use the special abilities more because uh, a lot of it's time based. So you just kind of have to wait. And if it's a long battle, then you'll get to use your badass moves. But if it's a quick one, then you don't really get to unleash them too much, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I know this game's been out for a little while, but I just I'm loving every minute of it. And like I said, the story is so in-depth and it's actually really interesting. Uh, it it's it really speaks a lot about, you know, that idea of who are you? What's your purpose? What should I be doing right now? And I love this whole like death and rebirth cycle that they have in it, which is rather I mean, it's really, really in depth. But for I mean, I don't spoilers, whatever. Right. This game has been out for a while. <laughs> like you get born and you have 10 years to live. Right. So they call it cycles instead of years. And in those 10 years, you're trained to fight and you're just fighting in wars that whole time. And the goal is to make it to homecoming, which is means that you made it to your 10th year or your 10th term or cycle. And then your life gets returned back to the queen, which then they don't know this, but then you're reborn once again to do this cycle all over. Right. And it's just a constant war that's going on forever. And at one point you basically like wake up like Matrix style. Right. And it's uh, that's when all hell breaks loose, right? You join the Ouroboros and it's it, which is a great term, right? Like it's kind of like the perfect uh, icon to have in this style of game is the Ouroboros, the snake eating its own tail. It's a never ending cycle. It just keeps going on and on and on and on, right? And mm. you find out like you've lived multiple life cycles and it's I, there's so much to this game that's just so cool. And the one thing I really am enjoying about it is that there's a lot of different colonies. There's a lot of different heroes that you can pair up with and then you get their abilities and classes. So like, I love me a good job system. This has an amazing job system and it's very easy to use, right? It's very user friendly when it comes to job systems. And what's great about it is that every hero or every colony has their own ordeals or issues that they're dealing or that they're going through. Every colony leader has a very different personality. Every hero has a very different personality and everything is voice acted. So they put a lot of freaking work into this thing where everyone has like, like everyone is memorable and iconic in their own way, which is actually very, very cool for such a large cast of characters. They did a really great job connecting the world and making you actually like pay attention and know what's going on with everything. So it's it's really, really cool. And then you throw in the crazy anime, like Evangelion fusion, like mecha things that are there. It's just so dope and rad. I Yeah, I, I really, really am enjoying this title a lot. 
And if I had played this the year it came out, this would have definitely been like probably my game of the year. But I, since <laughs> this is a little bit late in the the in everything, I think it's going to be hard to top this as uh, like if I play another JRPG later this year. Like I played Octopath 2 and I really love that game, but I feel like this would be my top RPG for the year, even though it's definitely not it didn't come out this year. Right. So it's it's tough. I mean, it's it's great. It's fun. And it you can the world is massive. There's a lot to do and a lot to explore. You can easily play over 100 hours in this game and feel like you're not even playing it at all. Honestly, in my opinion, I, I just think it's it's great. Like you can get bogged down by the details. But I think if you just play the game and let it let it do its thing, you're just going to enjoy yourself with it, which is really nice. I don't know why I kept thinking this game came out this year. It came out last year in July. Wow. I don't know. Like, I feel like I only heard people really talk about it, like, kind of like in January, February. That's why I'm like, oh, it's, it has been out for a little bit. I would say it's, it honestly, like, I don't throw this out there a lot for games. There's only probably a handful of games that I would say are a masterpiece. Like, this is the, from Hmm. this, for the story alone, this is such an in-depth story. Like, I love a good story in games, and there's something about this one that just grabs me. And them learning about, like, life and babies and all this, like, it's weird. It's a weird thing to think about, but, like, kind of stepping away from it for a moment and not overanalyzing it and just letting the story wash over, it's really, really enjoyable. Like it's it's a really great game, and God, like the AI is so brilliant. It that's what keeps like fascinating me. Like I feel like I could initiate a battle and walk away, and the AI are just gonna know exactly what to do, and just kind of handle it. Like you can control them and say like, oh, do these kind of combos, focus on one enemy, right? Focus on these kind of moves, but you don't really have to go that far into it if you don't want to. You really don't. So it's really go as deep as you want to with this kind of game. And if you just want to enjoy the story and like go through it and let the game kind of drive you along that way, then that that's a possibility too. And it's it works. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. I, I'm really happy with this one. I really need to get back into that series. I really enjoyed the first Xenoblade. Uh, and I was kind of like put off by two just because it, I don't know, was it didn't really seem my style. And then when I saw three, I was like, Ooh, this actually looks really good. And I know that supposedly the DLC that just came out, like ties all the games together and uh, kind of goes over the bigger picture of everything. I didn't want to look too much at it because people said basically as soon as you start it, it's basically spoilers for the whole series. So I'm like mm. curious because I really want to play it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't need another RPG series. It's going to take like a lot of my time. I, yeah. uh, I, I think I might be able to of, beat it in 60 hours. So that's eh, not too bad. I, this is going to off topic because I haven't played it actually this year now that I look at my schedule. But, uh, like last year, I got really into like Trails, the, the Trails series. Mm, yeah. Um, 
And I know, like, I think Trails of Azure or one of those just got released uh, this month, I think, last month. And I I had only played Trails in the Sky because I wanted to do the actual timeline, like, in the Go game. Go through it, yeah. And I beat the first two halfway through the third, and I just got distracted. It's not that the story was boring, but... You know, I, I hunger for like a series where it's like all these other arcs that form in the one. And mm. I don't know, like I I need to get back into like a series like that. I just feel like the Trails games are just very long for what they are. But yeah, Xenoblade for me, like I didn't think of it a shot. I really want to play X. I know it's only on the Wii U, but I feel like that just looks damn cool because you got big robots and everything. And yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm just really wanting to play an RPG because I keep telling myself I will, but I keep getting distracted by these little cute short games that I've been playing. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with Which, that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's what my brain needs right now. It's just something kind of relaxing, brainless. Uh, which, you know, good little segue to the next two very short games I played that I enjoyed. Uh, well, this one I had followed for a little while. It's called Mail Time. Uh, basically, cottage core for those out there that don't know what that means, which I feel like is most people. Uh, basically, <laughs> imagine, you know, like, not fairy tale, but, you know, think about, like, Peter Rabbit, like, the, the that aesthetic, like, garden time like cute little bunnies and cute little mushrooms and just cute garden stuff i'll put it that mm -hmm. way uh ooblets kind of style for people who play that yeah just even the aesthetic of the color aesthetic of it is like fall you know leaves turning stuff like that that's how the game looks and i remember seeing it i think during an indie world presentation one of the the switch things mm -hmm. and I thought it looked cool. So I played it and it it was really buggy. I kind of played it early, so I don't think they had patched it at the time. But it was there were times where like quests weren't popping, stuff like that, so it was a little hard to play. I still beat it. But overall I thought the game was really cute and I liked what I played. I just maybe if it was if they added a little bit more story-wise or, like, fix the bugs, I probably would have been a lot more happy with it. Mm. But the core game was really cute. And I did really like what was there. You know, it's another cute, friendly, simple game, like a short hike. Um, but I feel like didn't hit me as hard as a short hike did. Mm -hmm. But... Now I'm going to get into a very short game. And this game can be five minutes long or it can be 30 minutes long. But this <laughs> game took me by surprise. Because I think I, <laughs> I hadn't laughed at a game this hard in a while. But uh, Pineapple on Pizza. You were talking about is this. A, <laughs> is a free game on Steam. And it is so goddamn enjoyable. Now, <laughs> you look at the trailer for it, and you're just like, 
ooh, this is some nice dancing music. Everybody on this island are dancing, having a great time. Time of their life, right? They're all doing different dances. You could look at them and be like, God damn, they're, they're copying Fortnite, right? Like everybody does a Fortnite dance in this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Even a dab. But like, <laughs> there's obviously something that happens in this game that kind of makes it a little different. I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it because I mean, it's such a short game. It would basically like, you know, it, we're in it. Yeah. It's a 15 minute game. Like anybody can go out there and achieve this as long as they have a computer. But, uh, this game's got 15,000 reviews and that's overwhelmingly positive. But this game gave me such a good chuckle. Like, <laughs> it came out this year too. And yeah, I, oddly enough, so far, this is like one of the games higher on my list of games I enjoyed this year. Like, that's really it's, funny, but it says a lot about the game. If it's that short and is able to grab you that much, that's pretty impressive. It's got the music is addicting, even though it's on a loop. Um, all the little people are cute. They're all doing different dances. The island is nice. You know, you're on this island with a big volcano in the middle of it. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great game. <laughs> you know, I think... Uh, if you're out there and you're listening, you have Steam and you just want something cute and kind of, <laughs> I'll put interesting, right? <laughs> I, I definitely recommend this game. Plus, it's free. You can't go wrong with free. Yeah, um, no, that's always good. So that was very enjoyable. And then I think the one game, this is going to be the last game I've completed. And then after. Later on, I'll talk about the games I'm currently playing. But this game really took me by surprise. Um, I think... I don't say it's one of my favorite games of the year, but it's definitely up there, like in my top five so far. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew it going in because I kept seeing uh, like trailer or videos for it. And I was like, this game looks beautiful. What is it? Uh, it's called... Bramble the Mountain King. Um, oh, yeah. I remember watching early footage of it, like a demo of it. I thought it was really beautiful because they always showed this like image of this lady like coming out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it looks so real. It looks so good. And yeah, this game does look really damn good. Like there's certain times the stages look so good like the grass and the tall weeds like you feel like you're there but basically the story is you are a little boy whose sister climbs out one night of her window right and they live it i think it's like a nordic fairy tale it's supposed to follow nordic slavic Mm -hmm. and imagine little nightmares meets folktale like grim story tales it reminds me a lot of that right your movement your controls is a lot like little nightmares but you're like in a forest mm-hmm. and i love this game like it ran great for me i had no problems at all with bugs anything like that it looked great the platforming was pretty good. There were certain parts like in the water that was kind of weird, but this game has such an interesting atmosphere. You know, you're, you're going through different areas. There's 
with every area, there's kind of like a, a boss for that like chapter or segment. Mm-hmm. And they're all like pretty grand and big. And it, I feel like people would classify this like in the horror genre, even though it's more so just like, it's not super spooky. It's just kind of like. It's horror in the way Little Nightmares is, right? It, exactly. It's a little unsettling at times. Like there's definitely some points where you're like, whoa, this is going a little, this is getting a little darker than you think, which to me really captures that kind of like grim mm-hmm. storytelling, even though, no, this is more so inspired by folklore or folk tales rather than like Grimm's tales. But in the sense that Grimm starts out kind of like normal and then gets very dark, that's how I felt this game got. And it, it goes places uh, with some of the story. And I was kind of surprised. Like it, it felt like a good little roller coaster ride. And, you know, there's, it's pretty straightforward. You know, there are little, like, statues you can kind of pick up throughout the game, but they're not important, you know, at least not that I noticed. But I loved it. I beat it within, uh, on an afternoon. So, I mean, it was, like, a couple hours long. It wasn't super long, but I I really liked it. I I think if you're craving that little nightmare style, like this game does it really well. And it's just, it was just cool. I'll just put it that way. Like it's, it surprised me a lot. It it definitely looks amazing. Like as far as from a technical standpoint, it looks like a great game for sure. I think it's unreal five. Mm, that makes think. sense. But yeah, yeah. I mean that the things that game engines can do right now are just insane. Especially Unreal, the the graphics are huge. Yeah, the fact that we can have realistic anything <laughs> to the point where you don't even know if you're looking at a game anymore is pretty insane. But Unreal's always been amazing with their lighting and all that stuff. So yeah. But actually, speaking of Unreal and game engines. Uh, one thing I've been doing a lot lately, because the game that's been taking up all my time, honestly, is Xenoblades, right? Like I've dabbled in a couple other ones like Peglin on the phone because I was always curious about it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's OK, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's not an amazing game. I don't know why it's so popular. It's just I, I don't really like the the random chance of everything. And I don't really feel like I'm doing anything in that game. So it just, I mean, it makes sense as a phone game, right? It's, it's very much like an idle roguelike, which is, you know, it could be fun. I don't know. But it just wasn't my cup of tea, to be honest. And I played a little bit of Indivisible because it's been a game that I've been wanting to play for a while, right? And it's so it's a very interesting combat system that I'm still debating if I like it or not. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's weird. But really cool art style, great, uh, great character development to you. I'm actually amazed by... The last few games I've been playing have really amazing character development, something that some designers overlook very easily, right? But speaking of that and speaking of game design and all that good stuff, I, I've been dabbling again in Unity, which is what I used a lot in school. Like I, I use consistently only Unity and I strayed away from it after I graduated. And then now with the with my job, we're currently like remodeling and we're getting new PCs. So it's like, oh, maybe we can actually teach a Unity class because the PCs we had before 
they actually would like blue screen on Unity. That's how bad they were. And we were running a digital studio out of that with those those units. And we were able to run successful programs, but I had to find really light programs, which made me find other game making like game making tools like Godot and Construct, which are fantastic. Uh, but it's just I, I've always wanted to go back to Unity. So I figured one is might as well start playing around with it again. And that yeah, honestly, I started working on um, our our idea <laughs> of what we want to make, and it was a lot easier than I thought. Like it's a very long setup for Unity. I forgot how big of a program that is, plus Visual Studio and everything. The download is ridiculous, but once it's all said and like done, it's amazing. It just feels good. Like this is what a game engine or uh, like a game IDE or you know a editor should feel like it just feels right and it feels like you're making a game and i think with the intellisense was always a thing whenever i was in school and intellisense for people who don't know what that is it's whenever you're scripting the the code or the engine that you're using is kind of guessing what you're going to type next right or it, it just kind of puts a few options out there you can hit tab and it auto completes so you don't have to type out everything but I feel like it has gone so far now where it was actually writing out full lines of code using the variables that I had created. And it was correct. It was exactly what I wanted to type. And I was like, oh, sweet tab. <laughs> right. Like it just sped up the process and it never felt like the code was slowing me down. Because especially in the early days when I was trying to learn how to code, there was a lot of wait, how do I do this? go to Google, look up some forms, go to Stack Overflow, figure it out, go back to the code, type it, hit save, go back to Unity, let it load, and then run it. Shit, that didn't work. Do it again, right? Rinse and repeat. But this time it felt very quick, like very optimized. And I, it's kind of amazing. It, you can tell it's been a while since I played with Unity because this is probably, for people who out there who make these games are probably like, yeah, what what are you talking about? <laughs> That's just how it's always been. But I, I'll tell you this, it ha it's not always been that way. I've been doing this for a little while now. <laughs> and it is, It's kind of amazing to see. So, and it's really funny because I know that we've had conversations of what game engine should we use? What should we learn? And I, for a while there, I was really leaning on Godot because it's what I was using in the classes. And I really enjoyed it. But I feel like, Godot is the little brother of Unity. Like, there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of, like, ease of access stuff that Godot has. But Unity is a powerhouse, right? Like, it is a very, very strong program to use. And uh, just using it again, it, it feels right. And there's just something about the colors, too, of Visual Studio that just remind me of school and coding and my time learning. And it just feels good <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's funny whenever i use other ides i like even with the arduino using the arduino ide i found a plugin to make it look like visual studio <laughs> which is really yeah because i was like uh, there's just thing about the coloring like the way it's used it's just it i don't know it's very pleasing and it makes things stand out very clearly or it's just kind of easier to read there's just i don't know there's a lot to it that's really nice so now, I'm just really enjoying my time with it. And as a little like tech demo, I set up a procedural generation 
where everything is fully automated. Once you hit play, you don't see anything on the screen, which is really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Working on terrain destruction, which is really nice, and then character movement as well. And to in hopes to get that uh, multiplayer game out for us, the one that we've been wanting to make for quite a while now and kind of talked about. So yeah, I think it's going to be a great little learning tool. But I want to start playing around more with um, the visuals that Unity has to offer and because there's some beautiful games out there made in Unity. It just takes the time to really learn it and know how to properly light a scene, which I think is really interesting. So I, I'm excited to kind of dive further into it some more and just keep learning, honestly. It's just been a blast. Yeah, hearing you talk about it recently has really kind of inspired me to really try to like dive into it. And I'm excited. Like I, I always wanted to make a game since I was a kid. Mm. So being able to feel like it's accessible makes it really nice with that like predictive text kind of thing mm -hmm. going on with it. I'm like, okay, this is going to make it a lot easier for me. Like I'm, I'm excited. I, I feel like it's finally accessible to me. Right. And I definitely want to play around with it. Cause you know, the extent I've had with a game engine is RPG maker from like 2003 which yeah, you, you know need a, you need to update <laughs> yeah i mean hey people still use that one that specific version of rpg maker and, and it was really good at the time it's very cozy but yeah it's like there's there's so many changes in the world of engines that it's like i i'm really enjoying the little bit i've played around with unity but yeah. when you spoke about godot i actually have been playing a game made in godot that yeah is phenomenal i'm actually i think i'm about to beat it because i'm on the last chapter uh, i was playing a little bit before uh the start of this episode but uh case of the golden idol Ooh, what's that this game is awesome um it's a lot of people hype it up to be the spiritual successor to return of the Oberdin, which I have not played, even though so many people rank that very highly on their top indie list, which is kind of surprising because I feel like when it came out, I was like wondering what all the hype was about. And then I look and people praise it. And I'm like, I get it. There's not a whole lot of cool detective kind of games out there. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to play it. Plus, I like that one bit aesthetic. But Case of the Golden Idol, it. It scratches some itches that I've been kind of wanting recently where it 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 feels like a point and click game. Mm -hmm. But basically you are following the the story of this golden idol that kind of goes through different hands, right? There's different murders in every little episode you do. So like a point and click, you click all around the different screens, get your clues, right? So every time you know, you'll see a word highlighted, right? So say the knife, or you'll see knife. You you click on that because it has a line under it. You add it to your little word bank at the bottom of the screen. And usually it'll tell you how many words there are in that scene. So mm -hmm. say there's 30 words. You you go through all the different things to click through. You You see the characters. You get all your words. Now you go to your other screen where there's images of all the characters on that scene 
so you can name them. And then there's also usually something to the right that kind of helps you figure out what happened in that scene. Okay. And then once you're done with those, then you can draw your conclusion to what happened in that scene. Hmm. And it gets very difficult after a while. Um, definitely where I'm at now, I'm like, oh my God, there's like 40 words. And it's like, there's so many little tiny clues and everything. I'm just like, I I, I really like this game. I remember it came out late last year, I think in December. And so it didn't really make that many people's like top game of the year list, but there was like, there was a couple people where they were like, this is the best game of the year. And I'm sitting there like, really this game? Like it looks kind of goofy, but I've come to really love this look. Like it looks like, I don't want to say like an Amiga game, but it's definitely that like mid to late 80s PC era adventure game, right? Mm -hmm. Very low, very low texture, like just it, but it looks good and it's very enjoyable. Like for anybody out there that likes detective style games and has a PC, I could easily recommend this game. I really like it a lot. And the story has been really interesting. You know, like I said, I'm on the final uh, section. I think I have two scenes left that I have. And it's been great. Like, I can see why some people really hype this up. And now it makes me want to play Return of the Oberdin just to see what everyone was hyping it up to be. And uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because on the bottom of the screen at the start, it says uh, Made in Godot. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, it's always kind of cool when you see something that's not made in either Unreal or Unity. So, yeah. It's nice, uh, actually. Yeah. But I, I'm really enjoying it. You know, it's definitely different than any game I've played this year, which is good because I. I, we have a list going where it's like games we want to play that have been like, you know, critically acclaimed or really must plays and a good chunk of them are, you know, point and clicks because, you know, 90s, that was king, at least on the computer. So getting my little itch in with this, I'm like, ooh, now I kind of want to play more. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have this finished before Zelda. So it's kind of that nice little in-betweener. Right. But... It's a pretty stark comparison from the other two games that I've been playing. And, well, actually, oh, I want to bring this one up, too. I started this the other day, uh, but I don't know. I feel like it's getting a little too smart for me or a little too difficult. Uh, it's called Unwording. Uh, it's basically you are overcoming negative self-talk. So you know, you wake up in the morning and you just don't want to wake up, right? Like basically like your character is saying all these negative thoughts and you have to do a word scramble and be positive. Hmm. Um, well, so at the start, you know, it's just a normal thing. And then you, you write negative and then it kind of reverses over time. Like your, your life it goes from like black and white to gaining color to becoming 3d over time it's it's an interesting little story for a game that doesn't really 
tell you a story. It's more so like you're living your story. Right. Uh, but that's been a nice little break. Uh, I kind of put that on hold just because these other two games have been really taking up my time. And uh, the shorter one of the two, Mr. Sun's Hatbox. Hell yeah. This game's great. <laughs> uh, it's a kind of like a roguelite. It's, it's run-based, but it's you... Mr. Sun had his hat stolen, right? A package. And so basically you are the Amazon and you're like, oh, we're going to get that package back for you. We're going to build a base in the basement of your shop. So basically over time, when you collect money from your runs, you build rooms underneath his shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, different hats have different properties, right? Some hats allow you to get jumped on. Other ones will shoot bullets out if someone jumps on it. The game's adorable. And I like that it's pretty original since I've never seen really anything like this to an extent. And I feel like it just came out out of nowhere. Like I didn't hear anything about it. And then I heard a couple people talk about it and I was like, hmm. And it, it gets difficult. You know, basically your runs consist of you either assassinating a character or kidnapping and kind of the, the gimmick of it is like, oh, you can do kind of like, I forget the term, but it's, you know, a lot of it in Metal Gear Solid 5 where you can tie like a little parachute to something and it like flies it up. Yeah, I've been trying to remember what that was. Yeah, I like can't remember what it is, but you can do that with weapons, you can do that with hats, or you can do that with bodies. So you can arrest enemies or um, knock them out. And when you send them back to your base, you can interrogate them and make them a usable person for your runs. Is it called a Fulton recovery? Yeah, Fulton. That's so, what it is? Okay. Yeah. Or Fulton Fulton surface-to-air recovery system. That's apparently a real thing, which is kind of cool. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a nice, enjoyable little game. I feel like I always need to have one of those kind of, like, run-based games going while I play other stuff. And uh, this game does it really well. I I don't know why it kind of reminds me of a side-scrolling Enter the Gungeon Maybe because mm-hmm. of the way the characters look, but the mechanics basically, you know, if you're not using weapons, you basically jump on their heads like Mario to knock them out. And yeah, it's cool. Your characters get like advantages and disadvantages. So it's kind of like Rogue Legacy where your character might faint if they kill somebody or knock somebody out. So it adds a little challenge. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really liking that game a lot. It's uh, it's different, you know. And it's one that I've been wanting to check out because I remember bringing it up to you too at one point, and like I picked it up on sale on the Switch because I had a bunch of like gold points, so I got it for a dollar, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh hell yeah, I'll get this. So I, I definitely want to check it out. I have it downloaded. I haven't played it yet, but it just looks adorable. I mean, I first heard about it on the the besties podcast the mm. the macquarie one and they 
they talked it up and it just seems so interesting, like a weird mixture of multiple weird, like strange genres. Right. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I, 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 this will be one that I definitely play. And who knows, maybe I'll end up playing this before I play Zelda. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see you liking this game. Like it, it's pretty enjoyable and it's different. I, I definitely want to kind of go back to it, but it's definitely one of those games where it's like, oh, I'll do one or two little missions and then call it night kind of game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a game that really surprised me that at first I really had no interest in playing. But, you know, after kind of avoiding the new Star Wars game, because I was like, eh, I'll wait till it goes on sale, because it always does. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I'm down to play Redfall because, you know, oh, it's multiplayer. I've been wanting a good co-op game and have Game Pass. And after seeing how bad that ran, I was like, well, I don't want to play that either. <laughs> Dead Island 2 has surprised me in a lot of different ways. Uh, mostly because I didn't think I was going to get it. Mm. I really enjoyed the first game back in the day. Um, playing a co-op, had a really great time with it, and kind of forgot about it after. I only played that. I never played the the DLC or Riptide or anything. And then, you know the whole story behind dead Island two where, you know, it was in development hell for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When it was announced, I was like, Oh, that looks cool. But the characters probably talk too much and they'll annoy me. I, I want no, nothing to do with talking main <laughs> characters like that. <laughs> and so it came out and people were like, this is the epitome of a seven out of 10 game, which kind of perked my ears because I'm a person that usually loves games that are rated six to sevens out of 10 Mm -hmm. because to me, they, they're usually fun. I also feel like that's the score reviewers. A lot of times give good games that, you know, they're not getting paid to promote Yeah, by a nine or a 10. So I was like, oh, that's a good score. You know, some people were like, oh, this game's kind of the same old, same old. And I was like, okay, whatever. I won't, I won't pick it up. I'll wait for sale. And then a week or two later, people were like, this is a return to the 360 era of gaming. And people were like, this is a really fun experience. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been wanting that. (laughs) So I picked it up, been playing with a friend and, uh, I've been enjoying it a lot actually like you know the story's whatever it it's your typical zombie survival kind of stuff but mm-hmm. you know it's enjoyable the characters are kind of funny you know it takes place in LA so you have a lot of LA stereotypes of people the the maps are pretty like the game is beautiful i i i really enjoy going through these different like imaginings of LA mm-hmm. and you know, the combat just feels so good. Like, I was worried that, you know, 10 hours in, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sick of hitting them with my bat, you know, like melee weapons, right? Or, you know, guns. But because the way the physics are in that game where you can just bash off their arm or cut off their leg or just mangle their bodies, it's so cool every damn time. Like, no matter how many times I fight a zombie in this game, I'm like, 
this just feels great. This is the future of body physics. But um, it's cool. Like, I, I'm really enjoying it. You know, like, it definitely does feel like a direct sequel in the way the game plays. Like, it to me, I feel like it's like the perfect sequel, right? In the sense that if you disregard story and you just want quality of life improvements to the first game while making some cool additions, this is that game. This game does it very well and does a great job. And I think I'm on the last main story mission in it. There's a bunch of side missions, but I I'm surprised by it. You know, I I really think it's fun. I don't know what I would say if I was playing it by myself. I feel like maybe it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. But for a co-op experience, hell yeah, this game has been very enjoyable. Uh, it it looks like a great like game to play with your friends, honestly, because of the goofy crap that you can do or like just the the shenanigans that you can get into. Right. It just kind of feels like it's built for that specifically. Oh, yeah. You, you can do so much. And like if you really want to mess with like your your companion, it's so easy. Like just throw a bunch of water on the ground, throw a battery at them so everyone gets shocked like it's. It's a fun time. I, uh, I'm definitely enjoying it, which is cool. You know, I feel like with the current releases of all these AAA games kind of being broken, it was cool seeing this game basically run good right out the gate. Mm. Yeah, I do. I like the, from what I've seen, I like the weapon combination stuff that you can do. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. And it looks good, right? It looks like a great, like, visually, it looks fantastic, so... Yeah, no, it's a cool, cool little game for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you guys have enjoyed our little recommendation slash update of what we are playing. And who knows, maybe you found something that you were interested in and now you want to play it. Well, you're welcome, right? Because <laughs> there's a lot of amazing games out there and we have such a like flood of amazing new content coming out with, when it comes to the gaming world itself. And, you know, I, I forgot who it was. There's another, uh, I read an article or something where this is like the COVID flood of gaming because everything got postponed for so long. And then now all of a sudden, boom, here it is. And that's where we're seeing such amazing releases, whether it's small games from small developers or big games like, you know, Tears of the Kingdom or the new Final Fantasy 16 right around the corner. Like there's a lot to look forward to and a lot to play right now. So get out there and start playing turn on your consoles do some stuff like enjoy your time with it and real quick before we hop off i'm going to recommend a new show on netflix that everybody should be watching it's called sanctuary uh if you like sumo if you like anime this is definitely a amazing show it's not anime at all it's actually live action but it feels like you're watching one <laughs> and it's just such a rad story and such a cool game or er, cool show it's I, i'm hooked 100 percent. but yeah anyway We'll talk to you guys next week with some more games and all that good stuff. But until then, bye for now.